Live from NPR News, I'm Janine Herbst. Vice President Kamala Harris is traveling to Guatemala. It's the first leg of her first foreign trip in office. This after Harris had to change planes after a technical issue forced Air Force Two to go back to Joint Base Andrews in Maryland. As NPR's Tamara Keith reports, Harris has a challenging assignment. Harris's trip will focus on the factors driving the influx of migrants to the U.S.-Mexico border. Poverty, violence, corruption, and natural disasters. As vice president, Biden had a similar mission. Her assignment is a lot tougher than Vice President Biden's assignment in 2014. Michael Shifter is president of the Inter-American Dialogue. I think the conditions have deteriorated dramatically. What Vice President saw in the region and the leaders that he met were far more sort of favorable and cooperative to U.S. interests and what the administration has to deal with today. Harris has said that she doesn't expect these problems to be solved quickly. Tamara Keith, NPR News. The Biden administration is still seeking bipartisan compromise when it comes to infrastructure. But as NPR's Joel Rose reports, the two sides remain far apart on what they want and how to pay for it. House Democrats are expected to begin markup of an infrastructure bill on Wednesday as the White House faces growing pressure from progressive Democrats to go it alone without Republican support. But top administration officials are asking for patience. Here's Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo on ABC's This Week. Folks want a bipartisan deal. If we don't get there, then we'll consider other options. President Biden is expected to talk again Monday with the main Republican negotiator, Senator Shelley Moore Capito. The White House rejected her latest counteroffer that included $300 billion in new spending for roads, bridges, broadband, and other infrastructure. Biden is asking for at least $1 trillion in new spending. Joel Rose, NPR News, Washington. Even as coronavirus infections and hospitalizations drop across the country, in parts of rural Colorado, they're going up. Colorado Public Radio's Dina Sig has more from a county that's been particularly hard hit. Health officials say Mesa County in western Colorado recently had one of the highest infection rates in the country. COVID-19 restrictions were lifted here in mid-April when vaccines became readily available. But County Health Director Jeff Coor says less than 40 percent of age-eligible residents are fully vaccinated. We're getting a death a day approximately, and they're still coming. And a couple weeks ago, we saw a teenage young lady that died from COVID. And, you know, that's what this should be about is how can we protect our community and how can we get completely past this whole thing? Mesa County recently started weekly cash giveaways to try to entice more people to get their shots. For NPR News, I'm Stina Sieg in Grand Junction, Colorado. And you're listening to NPR News. In Miami, at least three people are dead, several others injured after a shooting at a graduation party. It's the latest in a string of violence in the Miami-Dade area. Police say the party at a strip mall lounge was ending when one or more vehicles pulled up and began to fire into the crowd. Today's shooting follows a bloody Memorial Day weekend in the Miami area that left three people dead, 20 injured in a still-unsolved mass shooting at a banquet hall. Prince Harry and his wife Meghan today announced the birth of their second child in California. And Piers Amy Held reports despite their estrangement from Buckingham Palace, they gave their baby girl a royal name. Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor was born Friday in Santa Barbara. Lilibet for the Queen of England, her great-grandmother, who's known by that nickname within the family. And Diana for her grandmother, Prince Harry's mother, the late Princess of Wales. 
It's a striking tribute from the Duke and Duchess who last year stepped away from the royal family, relocating to Meghan's home state of California to pursue their own ventures. In March, Meghan gave an explosive interview to Oprah, in which she described feeling insecure, even suicidal, and subject to racism within the institution of the royal family. The new baby, known as Lily, is the Queen's 11th great-grandchild and 8th in line to the throne. She and her mom are back home recovering in Montecito. Amy Held, NPR News. U.S. futures contracts are trading flat at this hour. The Dow futures contract is up a fraction. I'm Janine Herbst, and you're listening to NPR News.